Hey everybody, welcome to the Positive Directions Podcast, a place where we talk about your work, your family, your personal lives, and bringing a positive outlook and mindset to you as you make your way through this thing we call life. My name is David Spinner, and this is Positive Directions. And for this week's episode, I am so excited to bring into the podcast world of Positive Directions, Gigi Robinson. Uh, she, We are going to have such a great conversation about so many things because Gigi, if you don't know Gigi, she, she does uh, online uh, creation. She's a brand creator, a photographer, fun stuff that we're going to talk about. So I really look forward to our conversation. But before we do, as is always the case with Positive Directions, it's... Shout out time. All right. Welcome, welcome to the podcast. Who are you shouting out to this week? Hi, thanks for having me. Um, I'm going to shout out my breathwork coach, Avi Greenberg, because he's just really cool, really smart, and has changed my life with breathwork practice. So that's that. All right. That's awesome. Yeah, I probably should do some of that these days. It's amazing. Um, <laughs> probably gives you a good sense of uh, being centered and you know relaxation and focus I yeah guess. it certainly does I'll put it on my list of to-dos for <laughs> sure for sure for me this week I am going to do a shout out to the workplace wellness summit organizing team uh, for those of you that don't know this is going to be the second edition of the workplace wellness summit the first one took place on clubhouse this one is going to take place on LinkedIn May 10th and 11th. It's a two-day event. Um, so connect with me on LinkedIn to get all the information of the different speakers and panelists. Um, I'll be moderating a panel on the second day uh, with my good man, and you all know him well, Jared Alman. Uh, so that's going to be an amazing, amazing panel around organizational culture. And the summit is just going to really uh, open your eyes with some great speakers. So again, connect with me on LinkedIn, and we will be happy to uh, share that information with you if you're interested to attend there's no cost to it but just uh just your time of listening and participating uh, via linkedin so that's going to be great so shout out to that organizing team i know they're working really really hard uh to get that event uh, out there so before we get into our regular questions we like to play our little game just to get to know our guests and this week we are going to play rocket or block it with Gigi robinson Whoa. <laughs> right, Gigi, are you ready i'm ready all right so the first one and, and for those listening as you know with rocket or block it our guests do not know what's coming at them so they don't know if, what what they, they don't have any prepared answers there <laughs> so the first one roller coasters rocket or block it absolutely rocket that's that's somebody after my own heart i'm a big roller coaster guy oh, yeah. i'm on like i watch all the crazy ones on uh, tiktok or <laughs> I literally all right. just climbed the edge last week in New York City. And if you don't know what that is, it's like the highest freestanding like platform in, I think, the Western Hemisphere that you're able to literally like climb the side of it. Um, obviously, with like all of like, the gear and stuff. But I would say I'm definitely the daredevil type. Like I do crazy things. That's awesome. Where is it? It's um, in Hudson Yards. It's, uh, it's called The Edge, New York City. And there's a video on my Instagram of me hanging off the side of the building. Yeah, I saw that. I, that Wee! Saw. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, I'm jealous. In Toronto, like mm -hmm. I'm, in I'm based in Montreal, but in Toronto, they have off the CN Tower. You, can, you can't climb it, but you hang off. The, you can, we'll do the edge. It's called the, I don't know what it's called, the Skywalk or something. You walk yeah. on the outside of it there. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. All right, let's move on. Number two, chocolate-covered raisins. Rocket. I love them. Well, interesting interesting i find like it's a tease because it's like chocolate and you're like you're hoping for a nut in there most of the time and then it's like no you get no. a raisin raisinets they're so good um i will say i'm like allergic to milk chocolate so i have to have dark chocolate chocolate covered raisins um and dried candy like or dried fruit oftentimes is like not good i get canker sores from it i'm like allergic but they're so good and i definitely will always splurge i love them awesome awesome all right, we're going to go into the category of fashion because I know that you have a bit of a fashion background. I did my homework. Mm -hmm. 
Justin Bieber's outfit at the Grammys. What oh. was going on there? Did you see it? Yeah, it was like very cash, wasn't it? No, no, he was wearing a suit that was about that looked like he was a ten year old in a forty five year old's suit. Right, it was like super oversized. Yeah. yeah. Um, I am gonna go with block it. Yeah, just because I like it to look like funky fresh, and that was just like I'm lazy. Yeah, I was interested because I did some reading on on what's what's up in fashion trends, and it seems that baggy is coming in again. Yeah, I have. And to so admit. maybe he was being fashion forward. I don't know, but yeah, I would block it. Yeah, too. a lot of street styles based off of him and his wife Haley Bieber. I mean, like I just bought like a matching blazer set, uh, an oversized blazer, some baggy jeans, and I just think that that's like in right now. So we just have to roll with it. I know. I got to get rid of my skinny jeans. I, I, I hear they're on their way out the door. So <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, all right, all right. Number four, musical genre. What was that? Doja Cat. Uh, definitely Rocket. I love her. She's absolute kook, and I love it. See, I don't know. I don't know like her per se. Like I listen. To, I hear her music, but I haven't like seen a lot outside of listening to music on in the car. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, she's she's really fun. I like to listen to her while I clean, like, my bedroom or while I'm, like, doing editing. Like, it's just, like, good, like, feel good, kind of, like, get into it music. Just, like, get it done. Good fun. All right. And the last one. Dinners as a first date. Rock it or block it? Um... Wait, sorry, it cut like, it cut out a little. Oh, it's okay. So, well, I'm saying I'm talking like a full dinner as a first date. Um, yeah, rocket for sure, yeah. for sure. You have, you have some out there that like would be like, nah, that's too much time to commit to. But I like that. No, I prefer to have a full conversation with somebody to understand. Like, first of all, if they can like not be weird over dinner, like it's just food. And second of all, if somebody's not willing to like pay for one meal for me and like take me out for an hour or an hour and a half then like I probably don't want to be around them because clearly they're not they're like if somebody's going out to dinner if they're wasting your time like they're like they're sorry if somebody's paying to take you out for dinner that's probably like over the course of an hour to two hours which means that if they waste your time it's going to be annoying and if they don't waste your time hopefully it'll be well worth it and like they're actually putting the time aside to hang out with you Otherwise, I I mean, if it ends up being a waste of time, hopefully there's a funny story and you got yourself fed. So that's my tea. Uh, <laughs> I like that. I like right because you know if you can't carry a conversation for two hours with somebody, it doesn't look like that's going to work long term. I agree. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for playing Rocket or Block It. It's great to get to know you on these fun questions here. But now let's get into the business of business. And uh, so introduce yourself to the audience, who you are, what you do, your why. Uh, let's, let's get to know Judy Robinson on that level. Yeah. Well, again, thanks for having me. I like that you started with a fun little game that was very fun and silly. I think I rocked mostly everything. But anyhow, um, I am Gigi. I'm 23 years old. My birthday is in a month. And I am a native New Yorker. I was born and raised with the hustle mindset. I was born and raised with getting shit done. And I have always been kind of a self-starter and overachiever. I've always been, as some like to call extra, my favorite color was glitter growing up. You know, I put it on everything. Um, if somebody, if a project was to make a presentation, I would make a 3D diorama. Like I was just very, very uh, into doing the most. And I think that's definitely transitioned over into my work nowadays, which is really cool. But uh, for those of you that don't know, I went to LaGuardia High School of Music and Art in New York City. I was an art major there. I then went to FIT for a year to study photography, but I really wanted a much bigger experience out of college in terms of going to like a D1 sports school, having just like that community element and also being in the entertainment industry. So I transferred to the University of Southern California in Los Angeles and I got a BFA there. In my time there, I unfortunately was experiencing a lot of resistance from a lot of teachers and friends around me that did not understand 
what chronic illness was or how that affected my life. And I started to make artwork about it because, again, I was an art major. And after that, uh, I also joined a social media club called USC Reach. And that was a club where we focused specifically on, you know, cultivating community as social media uh, innovators, creators, marketers, anything from front end to back end to production to scripting, you name it. There were people in that club about it. And it was really just amazing to serve on leadership uh, at that club on eboard. I think I was on eboard for two and a half or three years and I was only in the club for three and a half years. So yeah, I was very involved. And I also was in Tri-Delta Sorority, and there I was doing a lot of the photography work for social media and for philanthropy events, which is a key component of my brand today in terms of giving back. And I have an illustrious background in uh, the entertainment world, worked at Warner Bros, Paramount, TikTok, Tinder, so on and so forth, all while I was in college. And then in the fall of 2020, I took a whim. I guess I, I just decided to apply to grad school at USC. And I ended up getting into this amazing program, which is in their Ivan Young Academy, which is a school of innovation. And I am now uh, 10 credits away from having my master's of science in innovation, design and technology, which is really cool. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So that brings me to where we are today. Uh an influencer, I guess by trade, but uh, there's a huge background behind it that I am really proud of that includes art, science, psychology, business, creative direction, public speaking, so on and so forth. So yeah, I know that was a lot. <laughs> it's a lot. And, and let me remind everybody, she's 23 years old and all that is under her belt already. So you, you could just know where 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 Gigi is going in life and that's going to be only upwards and, and far too I, that's very clear uh, just from that from that <laughs> quick brief introduction and we're going to get into some more details and some of the amazing stuff that I know about about Gigi uh, just by the brief you know interactions we've had via you know LinkedIn Instagram etc cetera, etc cetera. yeah and, and through of course our common friend uh, and previous guest on 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 the show Danielle Farage uh, another uh, young go-getter out there so it's 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 amazing to see that these that these I sound like an old man here but that you guys have at 23 are are really um the the notion that your generation is lazy and that's the beauty of it is that mm-hmm. it's a notion that I, I don't necessarily subscribe to but many people do they, oh they just want everything handed to them and and the reality is it's, it's yeah. just not the case and and you're just living proof of of, of that right now mm-hmm. we'll get into some more details but as we do with all our guests our first question uh in the dive is what does the term positive directions mean to you yeah i love that and uh, i definitely have thoughts on gen z being lazy because uh, i think there are certain people that do have that entitled mindset however there's a lot of people that really do want to make a difference in the world and just kind of shoot for the stars with it. So uh, with whatever work they're doing. So I think that that's super, super cool and important to know, but we can get into that later. Uh, Positive directions. I think it just means guiding and leading with the intention to inspire and make greater impact. Um, And that's also, I would say a thesis of my work is making that impact and just putting it all out there in a super authentic way to know that you're helping people and you're making a difference in somebody's life. Excellent. Yeah. And you know what, like Jared and I have always said that uh, we would always talk about how it's such a roller coaster ride uh, in terms of what positive directions means. Uh, Cause you know, it doesn't mean that everything is always peachy, right? It means that we will sometimes have good times and sometimes we'll have rough times, but we're going to continue to move forward. Yeah. And, that, and that's, that's, that's what it means for us. Couldn't agree. Uh, 
so I don't even know where, where to start. You know, <laughs> we were chatted a little before. I was saying how, like, when you looked at your LinkedIn profile, just that alone, it reads like a menu at, like, this amazing, amazing restaurant, right? There's so <laughs> many great things you can pick and choose from, but you can't choose everything because, you know, you can't eat everything off a menu at one setting. So you might have to go back. And, and maybe that means we'll just have to do a second episode somewhere down the road. Who knows? But um, out of all those, what uh, that is on, on your LinkedIn, uh, what's the what's one of them that you're so you're most passionate about, you're most proud of? Where do you want to start? Um, let's see. Well, I think right now I would say I'm most passionate about it has to, it has to be split um in starting my own company it's gg llc which is my media company where i run all my campaigns out of um as well as you know having spotify live pick up my podcast last year that those two have to be you know at the top of my list however i've done so many things that it's sometimes hard to keep track but in terms of like just the growth of my business and what I've been able to do in one year as a public speaker, as a patient advocate, um, you know, as a student, as a photographer and influencer, it's just been all under the umbrella of what, you know, my company is, it's Gigi. And that's how I've built a team of now seven people. And it's just really freaking amazing to have amazing people. And we're also all like a women owned women run business. So that's super dope to to have that be a part of my journey as well. And yeah, I'll leave it at that. So talk a little bit, but talk a little bit more about the thing, the type of things that you do with it's GG Robinson. Yeah. The LLC. So, under that banner. Yeah. So I think a huge misconception about influencers, first of all, is that it's just easy and, you know, we just take photos and we post them and we get paid, right? I think that's like the general understanding of what an influencer does. I like to think of myself as a little bit more holistic than that, again, because of my education. Not that you need an education to succeed as an influencer. Um, obviously, we have these 16-year-olds who are like dropping out of high school and, you know, becoming overnight successes. But that's a different story. We're talking about the people that kind of start and build themselves from the ground up from like basically zero and just starting to work with brands and finding your why, finding your purpose, so on and so forth. And over the course of the pandemic, I think it's been extremely foundational to like watch where what I've done in this two years and see where I can go in another two years. And it just inspires me every day to look back and think like, literally almost two years to the date I was sent home from LA came back to New York City and my internship with Warner Bros was canceled and the first thing that I did was like start going on webinars like and learning anything I could about digital marketing and I ended up connecting with my former boss from Movers and Shakers which is an incredible agency um and like within just asking about like, oh, could I have an informational interview? I'm curious, like I'm working on a project uh, and I would love to like, you know, interview you. They were like, would you like to work for us? And I was like, okay, sure. And like, that was kind of like right as TikTok was taking off too. And I was already a TikTok ambassador. So it was just really cool to like have that be two years ago. And now I'm also kind of like, advising on TikTok strategy for brands and for, you know, apps, uh, for companies, TikTok pages. And then I'm also creating freelance content as a full-time content creator. So that's pretty crazy. Uh, But again, the journey of getting there has been like basically analyzing in 2020, I did this audit and I came up with this like method of really understanding how to audit your social media and what that means for your brand, how to incorporate your ethics, I guess, into it. What are the key pillars that you care about? You know, for some people, it's like sustainability. For others, it's allyship online. For others, it's, um, you know, women empowerment, whatever that might be for you. You can like find a way to incorporate it. And I think that that's what also makes influencers more human. Now, not every influencer is going to do that. A lot of influencers, in my opinion, have very empty content. That doesn't mean that they're not successful and that things can't be hard for them, because that definitely happens. But that was just my method. Uh, I then got 
you know, I started writing about it. I started posting about it online and that's where I started getting interviews about it. It's where I started speaking at conferences uh, for her campus, for Reuters, for Yahoo, for Facebook. And it was just, or meta, I guess, whatever it's called now. And it's just been really cool to incorporate that and understanding how to do ethical partnerships and how to compensate creators, how to work with the right creators, how to not just work with like one kind of creator to work with people um, that actually have like real personalities, like real audiences that do struggle and can make consumers at large feel heard and understood by individuals. That's what makes a successful campaign. So that's what I do a lot of the time when it comes to advising and what I do when I communicate with brands and whatnot. So that's super cool. And then um, some other things we do, we do copywriting um, internally, like we do audits, we're applying to grants constantly. I'm on podcasts all the time. I have an assistant who is really good at helping me manage my schedule because on any given day, it is absolutely crazy. I'm usually recording two to four podcasts a day. And by that, I mean, I'm a guest on other people's podcasts. I'm researching my guests for my podcast. Um, I'm shooting content for brands. I'm planning things out. Uh, you know, I'm ordering outfits for things I have to speak at. Like, it's just like, it's so much at once. And I guess the reason why I'm telling you all this is because Again, a lot of times people might think, oh, it's simply just posting online, but it's like, no, you have to run all of that through a legitimate business and you have to understand taxes. You have to learn bookkeeping. You have to, um, you know, save a third of your income or 25% of your income for the taxes. You have to, um, you know, understand how to scale and you have to think about all of that before you even add a person to your team. Um, just... I think also something that like I am really good at is kind of being a little reckless, but resilient at the same time and just like establishing an LLC and being like, it's going to work out. Like, I'm just going to like make it work. And I do. And I think that that's super cool. So yeah, that's what I do with my LLC. If there's any other questions, I'm more than happy to answer as well. Listen, we, we limit our podcast to about 45 minutes. I probably could have a conversation for two hours and 45 minutes on, on all these <laughs> different things that you cover. It's, it's incredible. And, you know, like, you're right. Like, it sounds like, you know, and you scroll through either Instagram, TikTok, whatever, and you're like, oh, yeah, all this person is doing some silly dance and, and they're an influencer. I put that in quotation marks for those that you obviously can't see me air quote it. But like, those are, are very different from what you do by the sounds of it and it's, it's amazing that it's like you're doing a deep dive into being an influencer because you're really you're a student of the influencing world if i could almost say like you really are um what it sounds like really bringing a lot more to the to the your content and the content that you put out there and that you contest the content you help others put out there than like you said someone who posted a photo of their dinner at such and such a restaurant and now they're influencing quote unquote, uh, someone to go to that restaurant because they tag them, et cetera, et cetera. Right. So yeah, exactly. It's, it's pretty incredible. So you, you also, you talk about, you know, being, you know, a LinkedIn, a Gen Z LinkedIn creator, mm -hmm. uh, you know, our listeners range from Gen Z to baby boomers to uh, yeah, probably all the way in that range and maybe even a little more, whatever other generations are out there and all the spots in between. So for the listeners out there who have no clue, what does a Gen Z LinkedIn creator mean? Uh, <laughs> how, how, how would you sum that up for them? Yeah, I mean, I would say first and foremost, I'm just a member of LinkedIn. I love LinkedIn. I've always loved LinkedIn. Uh, I think I created my account when I was in high school. And at that time, I must have been, you know, 15 or 16 years old. It probably had to be like, what? How, do you, how old do you have to be to even like make an account? I have no idea. I think like 15, 14. Who knows? And then I kind of like left it like it wasn't anything like big to me. But I had this professor when I was at FIT and she was like, your homework to the whole class before the end of the semester is to have 100 connections. Like I'm telling you, LinkedIn can change your life. And those words have really stuck with me. I've stayed in touch with um, not in touch, but like connected in the network on my LinkedIn with all of my professors, with most of my classmates, because truthfully, you never know who's going to come. You never know what's going to happen because of LinkedIn. And I just have always loved it and always been a proponent of it. And I'm not just saying that because I 
work with them. I am saying that because I genuinely mean it. And I've been somebody that's been building my network for years now. So it's kind of cool to see that like I have 6,000 people following me on LinkedIn. And I'm like, the number doesn't necessarily like mean much to me, but it's like more of a testament to the years of hard work to see that people are like looking to me for insights on influencing on the creator economy and also on like what it's like to be chronically ill in academic or in workplace settings. So I think that that's really cool. And, you know, the term Gen Z, that just defines how old I am, really. It's the same thing as saying millennial or, you know, whatever the generation above that is. I am ashamed that I don't know the the exact distinguishment, but yeah. They keep moving, they move, they keep moving the bar. I think like Gen X's or like, yeah. 80 and, now I don't 1980 I don't know anymore yeah. either and then in terms of being a LinkedIn creator um, I work with their you know managed creator team which essentially is where people internally at LinkedIn kind of give you pointers on like hey try this out we see you're doing really well with this kind of post we would like to see you experiment more like why don't like a lot of times online like you know I'll post a lot about what I'm doing and a lot of times people are just like, oh my God, that's so cool. Like, I want to do that. And then I'll post a post that's a follow-up on how I've done it that also does really well because it's kind of like giving them a taste of the secret sauce. And then other times I'll post about like, um, just like, you know, something that's like more of like a lifestyle post about like what it's like to meet other Gen Zers my age doing something cool. And those posts are interesting, but they don't do as well as the posts that are about like how I've done what I've done and how somebody else can get there. So I, you know, that's what works for me. I try to stick with it, but I also like to spice it up a little and switch it up. Cool. Love it. Yeah, it's amazing. And I you know I follow you and I, I read your posts and it's it's again incredible. All the again, the wide range of things that you're doing. And and one of those things is your your public speaking. You you spoke about it a little mm-hmm. bit. You're you know, you're clearly a great speaker. Um and you talk about a lot of topics. Again, you can talk about things like that, the work, the business side of things as well. But some of the things that, that really have, have fascinated me in the last little while is certainly things when it comes to uh, the social world and 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 the mental health and and body image. These are two topics specifically that you talk about um, widely discussed in the media. We talk, you know, you hear a lot about it these days. Companies trying to you know cater to those of various body body types mm-hmm. and people having you know negative self images and so on and yeah. so forth. Um, and so, but but a lot of the times, like for many years, none of this was spoken about. Mental health was not spoken about. Um, you know, body image was not talked about, you know, the only right. people you saw in, in print or on TV, they were like the, the perfect ideal image of when I say ideal, again, it's what that ideal was in their minds. And all everything else outside of that was seen quite negatively. Have you seen, you know, in your in your speaking and, and, and engaging with others, the a shift you know, into, and I'll say it in a positive direction when it comes to these topics, you know, mm-hmm. I know that it's out there more, but is there more of a positive view when these topics, mental health, body image and other uh, are being spoken about? Yeah, I think absolutely. And, um, and unfortunately the pandemic has kind of only accelerated increased risks of disordered eating habits, eating disorders, mental health disorders, and also self-proclaiming a lot of that. So I think the more work that we do to talk about what is actually technologically happening when we're interacting with these videos that promote what I eat in a day, even though you might think, oh yeah, this is a really cool video of what I eat in New York City in a day. Somebody might see your body type and go, oh my God, I want to look like her. I'm going to do exactly what she did today. And that is a pattern that people literally like have been doing, especially the younger people. So what I like to talk about a lot is this idea of doing an audit, not only on what you're consuming, but what you're putting out there if you are a creator. And I think that's something that a lot of creators miss because from the platform side of things, from any platform, and I've, I'm a part of all of the, you know, platform creator communities um, from Pinterest to TikTok to LinkedIn to Instagram to, you know, Snapchat, like I'm talking with all of these people all the time. And they're just like, 
post, 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 grow, grow, grow. Let's keep going. Like it's like your show. That was a nice little poem I just made. Um, but, (laughs) (laughs) but essentially like what it's really doing is like, is kind of encouraging thoughtless, mindless content sometimes. And I personally, like I have a touch in my content when it comes to storytelling, when it comes to authentically speaking, when it comes to making sure what I'm putting out there is helping as many people and not having any possibility of hurting people. So that has been something that I have been very adamant about when I do my talks, especially to college and high school students, and then on the next level up to corporations. But you know, when I was, I was in LA two weeks ago and I got to speak to three different classes and like the way that I had kids come up to me and just be like, oh my God, like, I just want to say like, like I didn't have the courage to raise my hand, but like this applied to me in this specific situation or what you talked about when it comes to confidence and my relationship with being on social media, like really helped me. That's how I know I've given a really good talk. And I mean, that happens also, like if people don't have the courage, they'll usually send me a message and, um, or an email and ask for one-on-one time. And I try to do my best to give 15 to 30 minutes here and there for special people that go out of their way to be like, hi, like, please help me, please help me. So I'm like, okay. Um, But, but yeah, it's, I forgot what the exact question was, but I feel like I genuinely do make an impact when people can understand the detriment of posting something that can be harmful to other people. Yeah, I mean, that, that wasn't where I went with it, but that's okay, because I really, again, I love hearing that, because it's exactly, you know, it, it's nice to hear that, you know, you know, there's that, that sense of you who's, you know, you're not just out there and making these, these contents because it's going to bring you a buck. There's more to it, you know, there's yeah. an empathic side to the reasons why you do what you do, yeah. and you know, and, and I'm hoping, I'm hoping, I've obviously, my, my, my knowledge of influencers out there is is not vast, so I'm hoping there's more influencers that have that mindset than the other. I'm going to say probably, unfortunately, it's probably not because anybody can 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 go out and make the dollar. It's the time and energy that you clearly put into the work that you do that makes the difference, right? Yeah. Because I agree, there's definitely influencer and you scroll through TikTok, you scroll, scroll through Instagram. I don't know how how you in, include Pinterest in there and all those things. I mean, yes, it's it's, it's part of what you do but I have trouble managing my, my regular schedule, let alone mm-hmm. having to put, post things, right? Yeah. So it's pretty incredible. But yeah, you see all these images out there of people and it's just not realistic, right? What What's going on for a lot of them out there. Yeah. So, uh, and you don't want that type of influence, that negative influencer. Yeah. You know? so. Well, it's also like not necessarily that they are intending to do harm. It's all usually unintentional mindlessness when it comes to it it's like let me just kind of throw it all out there and see what goes viral because you know I think it's funny or I want followers and again I want a buck and I know it's what works and I think every influencer has their own formula and hopefully my hope is that there's some kind of curriculum hopefully that I can implement into you know agencies when they're working with their influencers hi you know, here's what we're recommending when a crisis is going on that like we have a partnership with the World Food Program, right? Like, why don't we post about fundraising for them or for refugees or whatever it might be like having this really like social impact and responsibility for the field of influencers and freelancing. So that's my hope. I'll let you know when that happens. Uh, Stay tuned. (laughs) Yes, yes. But like, that's it. Like corporate sport, corporate social responsibility to the next level, right? It, it's the next version of it. Whereas before yeah. it was, oh, we're going to start a recycling program in our office. Okay, that's great. You know, that's right. good CSR and we're going to donate to a charity. Now it's like, we're going to ensure the people that we employ yeah. are people that represent us. And a lot of the times they do, but sometimes they, they realize, oh, I'm going to employ this person because they're going to make us a good dollar. And that's where the disconnect can be. Yeah, I agree. And with influencers, I think it's just, it's such a brand new field that people aren't focused on being, you know, in a selfish way, people aren't focused on the greater good of their audience. They're focused on growing so they can secure the bag and 
the biggest disconnect would be that they're thinking of themselves as an individual, not as a business. And you need to think of it as a business. And again, anyone can do this. You don't necessarily need to be educated. You don't need past background to be an influencer today. However, I think of influencing and the fact that anyone can be a creator, anyone can be an influencer in terms in the same terms of when the iPhone came out with the good camera and now suddenly anyone can be a photographer. That's how I think about it. Photographers have years and years of experience. They have the gear, you know, they've a lot of the times been technically trained, so on and so forth. And I think that's really important and we shouldn't discredit that. And that's the same thing that comes to certain kinds of influencers. Maybe they're actors, maybe they have an educational background in storytelling or image making, and it doesn't make one better than the next. It's just a a different like kind of view on who's amateur and who's professional in my perspective. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's exactly, I was just going to say, it like takes it from being your hobbyist. So you can be a hobby influencer or you could be a professional influencer. And I think there's there's, there's maybe a little difference there that exists um, out there. All right. So before we kind of start to wind down this great conversation, now we get into one of the very exciting part for me as I watch the kind of this journey of, of yours via LinkedIn and, and, and Instagram and, and yeah. so on. And I thought it was like, it, it was incredible. I was like literally applauding, you know, sitting here when I saw it. And this is your, one of your more recent journeys, uh, that you uh, made a push to become a Sports Illustrated swimsuit model. Yes. And you got the call. <laughs> and, and just just take us through that journey. I want the audience to hear like as much as yeah. you're allowed to share. I imagine there are things you can't share at this point. Maybe not. But uh, tell, tell our audience about the journey. What drove you to say like, this is what I want to do. Uh, did you always have aspirations of being a model? Or was there other motivations there? I'm just going to give you the mic and go for it. I want to hear all about this. Yeah, well, thank you. It's definitely, I think, kind of a pinch me and also like an am I dreaming moment because I first got my diagnosis of Ehlers-Danlos Syndrome, which is a connective tissue genetic disorder at age 10 or 11. I was obviously a baby. I do not remember um, the exact specificity of it, but I spent my entire teenage years focused on hiding the fact that I had a chronic illness because partly I didn't want to believe I had it. The other part was I didn't even know how to talk about it because it was still something that wasn't widely talked about or understood at large. So um, that led me again to thinking a lot about actually before I go into that, I had to switch from being a competitive swimmer which I literally had dreams of like going to the Olympics. Like that's the kind of kid I was. I was like, I'm going to slay this. Like I won butterfly races. Um, There was this one, like, which is hard to do, but there was this one time I was at summer camp and the opposing team, like I was like, what race is this again? Cause like I could swim anything and win and casually. And I was like, (laughs) what race is this? They're like, Oh, it's butterfly. And it was a freestyle race. And I placed second against everyone else doing freestyle. But then I was disqualified because I did the wrong stroke. But the other team told me. So I was like, F off. Anyhow, I was really good at it. I had a good competitive spirit there. Yeah. Anyhow, part of the reason why I mention this is because I was good at butterfly because of my chronic illness, because I have hyper hypermobile joints and muscles so that's why I was so good at swimming my doctors were like you can't swim anymore so I took up photography for years and years and years I studied posing lighting photographers celebrity retouching celebrity posing celebrity photography and that's how I first fell in love with Yusai who is the you know, one of the best celebrity photographers. He shoots most of the Sports Illustrated uh, models. And uh, basically, it's just very full circle because he ended up shooting the shoot that I did. But um, this girl who actually went to USC won last year. And she like won the whole swim search. Her name's Katie. And um, essentially, I was like, if she can do it, I can do it. And I was down in Miami with a friend and there, I will say there's something to me 
about being grounded, being at the land and the sea, like down near the water. Like there's just something about the energy there. Like, I don't know what it is. You set better intentions, whatever. So it just worked for me. And I was with a friend in Miami and we're talking about the future. And I'm like, we're just talking about like next steps. I'm like, yeah, like I'm going to be in a magazine. They're like, what? (laughs) Good one, Gigi. I'm like, no, no, no. Like I'm going to be in Sports Illustrated. I might even be on the cover. So yeah, haha. We're like, okay, like you just wait. So then um, I was back down in Miami again for Art Basel with Danielle. And like, we ended up staying a couple extra days and we were like co-working together at a Capital One cafe, which are my favorite, by the way. And uh, then basically I'm like, oh shit, it's three o'clock. I have to go shoot my like Sports Illustrated sizzle reel because it was like the day before we left. I waited to the last minute to do it. So I like literally leave, like she stays working, doing whatever she's doing. And I was like, I'm going to the beach. So I bring three different outfits, like a bikini to change into. And I just like set everything up. I shoot, I whatever, that's that. And then I come home, Omicron wave of, COVID happens here in New York City over the winter and I actually ended up onboarding a new video editor and then the call came out like I didn't all of this was before the actual casting call and the rules for what the footage would be used for um like officially came out and it came out and then I also onboarded a copywriter and we all kind of jammed on what would work and I really just did a simple hook retain repeat for each paragraph of my narrated video. And uh, we, you know, ended up jamming it, jamming it all out. I believe I was in Florida when I first started the first draft of that. And then I came back to New York and then I ended up going back down to Miami again after I submitted it. The first thing that I did that was very ballsy was actually submitting um, my, you know, my post about it and that that's a part of it to have that social component but I also tagged the editor-in-chief on LinkedIn and I think it was really cool that I did that because a lot of the times people like are ashamed of modeling or they're you know it's thought of as like a you know not necessarily professional career and I was like fuck this like I am going to be using my platform to talk about chronic illness and advocacy through the platform of Sports Illustrated. And if we can do that together, then I think that's extremely professional. I think that's extremely valuable. And it's also, again, giving people that piece of, wow, I see myself in a part of that message. And I want to be a part of that or support that. So I just like, you know, I went and I did the shoot your shot thing. And then I got like a casting call, which means you go and you talk to them, basically. Um, And it was virtually... And then I was like on the wait and I was down in Miami when I got the call. And I just think it's really interesting that almost every single part of the way, yes, it was for Sports Illustrated Swim, but for every single part of the way, I got news about it and I had intentions of doing this shoot and being a part of Sports Illustrated all while I was like in Florida. I'm not saying go to Florida to manifest this. This is just a part of my journey. So I just thought that was really interesting. And again, like from start to finish, I just had the most incredible experience and it was so full circle, not only representing people with chronic illnesses, but like I got to meet my freaking idol and he became my idol because of my chronic illness. And that's what I got to represent and shoot. And I also did mention this in a couple LinkedIn posts, but out of all 12 shoots, my shoot, was the only shoot that kept getting rained out. Like I started shooting 10 minutes in a crazy monstrous hurricane kind of island storm comes through. And then I get this one-on-one time with MJ, who's the editor in chief that nobody else got, which is like really dope. And I am so grateful for it. Then like, I was like, let's just go like do the sunset. Like, it'll be fun, whatever. She's like, why are you so positive? I was like, because there's a silver lining in everything. Like, <laughs> it's fine. And then we end up shooting. I shoot like maybe a couple images before the, like, you know, like the clouds cloud over the sunset. And uh, then they're like, okay, see you in the morning. And, you know, we go to shoot. And it was nice and cloudy in the morning. And, you know, it the sky opened up for a little for my co-model at the time. And then the second I went to get back in, it was like a monsoon again. So 
I just think it was funny and everything happened with divine timing. And I like held my composure um, throughout, you know, all of these challenges. And I think one of the biggest lessons is one that you can be dynamic and you have to be okay with holding your posture, even when situations can change. So that is pretty much the story about it. And who knows, hopefully I win it. Keep me in your good thoughts. Uh, If I win it, that would be sick. And I will know by August 1st if I win, but the picture should be out in the next month or so. So by, so, so, so is it guaranteed that you will be in the, the issue and then mm-hmm. winning it is another level of exactly of moving forward. Yeah. Well, there you go. So when does the magazine come out? In the next you know like the month book? or so, I think. Yeah. I'm not, they didn't give us a direct date yet. I wish they did because I don't even know where the heck to buy it. Like I might have to go to an airport. <laughs> um, I don't know where to get it. Well, they don't have magazine stands on the streets, and uh, and then you could be like, you could be like flipping through and be like, "Hey, that's me." I'm probably <laughs> gonna end up doing something like that. I have to basically. I think what I'm gonna have to do is I'm gonna text like the social media manager and be like, "Hi." where can I get one of these in New York? Uh, I literally want to buy a hundred of them and just like have them stacked up. Um, be like, hi, that's me. But yeah. Well, as being the, uh, the first swimsuit model I've ever interviewed. <laughs> so obviously the first one on, on this, you know, I definitely want an autographed copy. Oh, you got it. Of that, of that. <laughs> I'm going to come down anyways to New York because I'm due for a trip down there anyways. Oh, amazing. So. Yeah. But you know what? I love love that story I, I it's it goes back to the way we started this conversation about 40 minutes ago and that was your go-getter attitude yeah. and what you brought and it's you know and I said it from the start at 23 you've gone and gotten so many things and I you know there's no reason for for anyone to believe that that's going to stop right right uh you know it's built into your DNA clearly yeah and it's amazing and it, it's it's inspiring so i hope that our listeners out there from from those that are age 23 up to 63 yes can can be inspired and walk away cuz it's never too early and it's never too late to to do something that's going to inspire you and bring passion i could not agree more and like if you do get anything like from this i would just say you can literally do anything you want. You just have to believe in yourself enough and also lose the ego a little because a lot of the times we hold ourselves back in fear of judgment, in fear of failure. And you know what? In my company, like my motto is literally like fail fast, learn faster. And I think that that is something that like works with my entire team, like especially an example is my YouTube channel right now. It's very, you know, I have 500 subscribers which I'm very grateful for all 500 of them, but like that's a small number comparatively speaking to my other platforms. And right now I have chats with my video editor and my copy editor and we're just like, let's just shoot the shit. Let's just throw a bunch of stuff up there. Let's see what works. If something works, great. Let's lean into it. If something doesn't, okay, cross that off the list, move on. And I really like to do that. And again, like you never know what can happen from just, being nice to people, you never know what can happen from tagging someone, like send the DM, post the thing, tag your role models, you literally never know. So yeah, thanks for having me. This was fun. This was amazing. And, and as, uh, as always, I, I want to give you the opportunity to talk about how, how can our guests reach out to you, they want to connect with you, they want your, your, your work services, maybe they have a question. Yeah. Uh, what's the best way to reach out to you? For sure. You can DM me on any platform at it's Gigi Robinson. You can Google me. You can go to my website, ggrobinson.com. My LinkedIn's just Gigi Robinson. Uh, but yeah, that is, that is basically that. This has been so much fun. And I hope, uh, you know, this has been positive for a lot of people listening. How could it not be? I mean, I, I'm sure we will get some really great feedback and I'm sure you'll get yeah, some wait. people reaching out to you to be like, hey, I heard you on Positive Directions. At least I hope so. Yeah. And, that, uh, and then, uh, yeah, that'll be amazing. And so uh, we move on. We always stand, end with a story, a parable, something around, uh, you know, like that. Uh, this week, it's more of a more like a poem type of story, uh, not so much a parable. Uh, and I was debating, do I do something about attitude? Cause you bring this 
great attitude or achievement. So I found something that I really liked. It's all around achievement. So uh, because it fits perfectly because it's entitled, there's nothing you cannot do. Hmm. Like, I mean, if that's not like the subline for your book. Yeah. You know, it should be, maybe it should be, you might want to write that down. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Coming to bookstores um, near you. Exactly. I want an autographed copy of that one as well. Yeah. Uh, So it goes like this. There's nothing to fear. You're as good as the best, as mm-hmm. strong as the mightiest, too. You can win in every battle or test, for there's no one just like you. There's only one you in the world today, so nobody else you, you see can do your work in as fine a way. You're the only one. You're the only you there will be. So face the world, and all life is yours. To conquer and love and live. And you'll find the happiness that endures in just the measure you give. There's nothing too good for you to possess, nor heights where you cannot go. Your power is more than belief or guess. It is something you have to know. Mm. There is nothing to fear. You can and you will. For you are the invincible you. Set your foot on the highest hill. There is nothing you cannot do. I love that. Like that to me, just, it speaks to, to you. So it ties yeah. in perfectly. And I, and I love the, the, the idea. Yeah. I also just, I resonate with that obviously. And I feel like that summarized this 45 minutes or 50 minutes of me speaking in one very cute little poem. Yeah, it really does uh, bring it all together. So again, Gigi, I thank you so much for your time and joining me uh, on this episode. It was beyond inspirational and i'm sure there's going to be a, a part two to this conversation down the road because i mean you bring so much and we were only able to cover a small snippet of what you've done yeah. uh, what you're accomplishing and uh certainly we look forward to seeing that magazine on bookstore shelves and maybe uh you know on the streets of new york there in those in your magazine stands wherever they wherever they will be put uh, right um, and uh And so with that, I will close out today's episode just saying that there really is nothing you cannot do. Uh, So I hope everybody out there enjoyed this episode and that you keep continuing working hard to reach your goals, achieve what you want to achieve, bring the right attitude, and it will come as you continue to move in positive directions.